May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. Good morning. I would like to thank you all for welcoming me into this community and a special thanks to Simon for bearing with me as we have had this discussion about what this might look like and being so open to seeing what the Spirit is calling us to. I have to confess that any time one of the readings is Amos, I'm going to preach Amos. <laughs> I love the Old Testament prophets, and I have to say I love Amos probably the most of all the Old Testament prophets because he is such a pain. <laughs> I mean, he does not mince words. Uh, can you imagine uh, talking to a prophet of God? and saying, well, I'm not a prophet, but I know you're not doing your job. <laughs> because that is basically what he says. He says, God is our God, and yet you seem to think that the king is your God. The very fact that you call the temple the king's temple, when it is the temple of our God. And I was minding my own business at home, watching over my flocks, tending my sycamore trees. Because you are not doing your job, God had to call me someone who is neither a prophet nor the child of a prophet to come and do your job. So normally I would go on a long and winding road about Amos because I get so excited whenever I read that. But as I was preparing for today, I was reading all the lessons as I am supposed to do <laughs> and realized that, in fact, when you take Amos and our gospel we have a wonderful story about who our God is and also a wonderful challenge of who we are meant to be as God's children, as the body of Christ, as God's representatives here in our world. So we have Amos saying, I'm not a prophet. I'm not even the child of a prophet. But God saw fit to call me to come and do the work that you are not doing, that you have got so involved in the powers and principalities of this world, that you have started to believe that you are called to serve the king and not God, that God had to call me. And our gospel, we have Jesus 
speaking of those who we would expect to be concerned about the welfare of a fellow human being, the priest and the Levite. But when they saw this man desperately in need of help, they crossed to the other side of the road so that they would not be defiled by his wounds, his blood, whatever had happened to him. And instead, here comes one, a Samaritan. I don't know if we understand what it means in the context uh, that Jesus was speaking that he chose a Samaritan. I mean, you know, we say it so easily now, you know, the Samaritan, like it was, you know, somebody down the street. But in Jesus' time, the Samaritans were viewed as beyond salvation. They were children who had missed the path, who had chosen a different path than the path that God had set for the children of Israel. They were those family members who you did not speak to. They definitely did not get invited to Thanksgiving. <laughs> they were absolutely despised, looked down upon. So when Jesus chooses to use a Samaritan as an example of the one who cares for the wounded, the robbed man. He knew exactly what he was doing. He knew that it would pull his people up short, that they would pay attention to the story, that they would listen more intently to see what is this Samaritan going to do. And the Samaritan is the one who stops, who bathes his wounds, who cares for him, who takes him to somewhere where he can be cared for and can rest, leaves money and says, when I come back, if what you have spent for him is more than this, I will make sure that you are paid. This person who those listening would have nothing to do with. That that is who our God is. Our God is the one who works through the least of these, the most unexpected, the ones who are despised the ones who are not a prophet or even the child of a prophet, the ones who we would expect not to care about an Israelite who has been robbed. But that is the wonder of our God, that our God offers the opportunities whoever you are, wherever you are, to stand for God's love and justice 
in the world. You don't have to be ordained and wear a collar. And in fact, what our gospel is telling us is you should be suspicious of those who are ordained and wear collars. That maybe they are not paying attention to what it is God is calling us to. That maybe we are so caught in what it is to be a part of the institution that is the church, that we forget about the church that is the body of Christ, the church that is about caring for one another, the church that is about loving your neighbor as yourself, the church that is about speaking out for justice, that our God is a God that says, I don't look at titles, I don't look at qualifications, I don't look at degrees, I don't look at years of experience, I look into the heart of my people, and it is the hearts that I call to. And when I find a heart that responds to my call, that is the voice that I send into the world. Those are the hands that I send into the world. That is the person, whether they are a prophet or not a prophet, or even the son of a prophet, whether they are a priest or a Samaritan, that I, your God, look at you in your heart, and I call to your heart, and I challenge your heart whoever you may be, to pay attention to the things that matter, to pay attention to the places where my world is hurting, to pay attention to my people on the margins, to pay attention to the places and times where my love is hard for people to see. That is the challenge of our God to us. Our God says, I love to see you gathered on a Sunday morning, singing and praising me. But that gathering is not your life of service. That time of gathering is meant to be the time for you to be energized, to be reminded of who you are and why you are. That your life in me begins when you leave those doors and are called to show the world what it means 
that you are children of the living God. That what it means that you believe in me. That what it means to be a good neighbor, to be those who bind up the wounds, to be those who clothe the naked, who visit the prisoner, who declare God's liberty to all. So our God offers us God's love that says, it's not your title, it's not your wealth, it's not your power that determines how much you can show my love. And God's challenge is that each of you, I have placed your heart to be open, open to my word, open to the love of me, your God, and love of your neighbor. So go, go out and do likewise. Be the Samaritan, be Amos. Amen. <laughs>